Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers. Who are lazy? Editor's note, trigger warning, discussions of rape and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How, how are you guys? You're just before Christmas in the timeline. Yeah, so we do this a couple of weeks in advance. By this point, I hope I've done my Christmas shopping. <laughs> I probably haven't. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> hope you could hear me. I've moved closer now. <laughs> if you um, hear any rustling as well, let's move my notepad. Yeah, we both got notepads yeah, today. My feet are on that. a beanbag. There's going to be, be it's going to be lots what of it is today. Lots of fidgeting. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, my week in the timeline has been not fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the week you guys um, missed a podcast week. It because is what it life. is. Sorry, guys, because yeah. life. Um, unfortunately, did anyone notice? I don't know. Did, <laughs> you, did you notice? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the editor and one of the book lovers being in the same family yeah. means that family, family stuff gets <laughs> in the way. Two thirds of the team. <laughs> but that is fine. It is what it is. Yeah. And now we're almost at Christmas, which is insane. This year is just like, gone. When I was going back through and looking at what I read this year, yeah. uh, I was looking at stuff I read in January and was like, that was this year and not like yeah. five years ago. What are you talking about? Especially everything that I read pre-podcast where yeah. I haven't talked about it as much. Because mm. obviously everything we read since we started doing the podcast, we've talked about a lot more. Like in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also just had to think about it a little bit more yeah. but a lot of the other ones at the start of the year I just like read it and moved on yeah and I was like oh wait <laughs> mm. and I forgot like that obviously for me the skullduggery obsession only started at the like the end of last year start of this year that's crazy and that feels like it was ages ago yeah and I was thinking about how I only started my tiktok like christmas yeah and i can't believe like how comfortable and confident i am doing it now yeah i know like, i look back at my so first video- i looked back at my first few videos the other day and they were just like a slideshow because i was yeah and like now i'm just like on camera not even bothering with my hair and makeup half the time <laughs> well that's the way you gotta do it that's my problem yeah. is that i'm not brave enough to do it like full troll and because of working from home, I look like a troll 90% of the time. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen like my most recent reviews. I've found this style that I really enjoy. And I think mm. I'm just going to keep doing that. It's a bit more of like chaotic, but I, I really enjoy it. I thought you just embrace the chaos. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it works. Like, it's the... I am just a chaos troll. I just yeah. need to admit it. Yeah, both of us are quite chaotic, so I'm really impressed we've made it this far. Yeah, I'm so proud so of this us. Is, this is number 19 we're doing today, so well. which is like, we didn't think we'd make it fast today. No. <laughs> Three. No, and like, yeah, I'm so excited that we're going to go into New Year, like, with, with 20 the, with under our belt. Yeah. And- with the plan yeah. to keep going as well. Yeah. Like, we're not going anywhere, even if there's only, like, three of you listening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was worried we'd run out of ideas quite quickly, but... I think, A, we're both obsessed mm-hmm. with books. Mm-hmm. That helps. <laughs> yeah. B, we've both got blogs where we talk about books, and then social media where we talk about mm. books. And, like, 
lots of very clever people on TikTok to, <laughs> to draw from as yeah. well. Yeah, we both just are, are very passionate about talking about the books we've read, which helps. Yeah, apparently. Like, <laughs> even, if it's the same, <laughs> even if it's the same three books yeah. I've read. <laughs> yeah, so be prepared for me to... Um, start my reread of my face the series I'm obsessed with she, she's never mentioned it I'm gonna have to do like a specific dedicated podcast for it yeah we just like fully go in yeah just draw, yeah I want us to do a Skullduggery one mm. once you finish them yeah. I think that'd be quite fun because the last book is coming and I've been listening we're gonna get to the topic soon mm. so I've been listening to book 10 which is like we're obviously he's about to do. I think it's it's fourteen or fifteen, which is the final book. I can't remember now. I think he said fifteen. Yeah, be a final one. Yeah. So when's that due out next year? Sometimes this yeah, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think April. I think I pre-ordered it. Oh, already. so I've got time to. Yeah, you got you got time. Mm. Um, to listen slash read. I'm sure it's April because I've already pre-ordered it. We love a pre-order. Uh huh. Except on Amazon, when I think I pay for them at the time, and then it won't. Get i don't <laughs> i put them under my credit card oh, so then if it's idea. a surprise time if i forget i've done it then it's at least not gonna like put me over my overdraft or yeah something. i had like five indie books come out mm-hmm. within the space of a couple of days and i forgot that you don't pay for them at point of order i did it once and it kicked me over my overdraft mm. limit because it was right at the end of the month before payday and uh, my bank charges like fifteen pound a day oh, when you're over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had like nowhere else to get money from to correct it. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna accept my fate. Like this is my fault. So, <laughs> but ever since this then, book has cost me this much. <laughs> yeah. So ever since then, I put them on the credit card. Yeah, that makes sense. But now sense. Amazon's not allowing you to use credit cards. Oh, are they not? No, because oh, I've got a Visa credit card. They're saying they've taken them off because the fees are too high post Brexit. I see. So- so many positives coming out from Brexit. Oh, Brexit's been so great for us. So There's great for the no economy. Negatives. All of that money that suddenly appeared in the NHS. There's mm. no such thing as that being privatised. <laughs> no. no, that's a that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do you want us to do like a politics? We can spin we off? can get political if you yeah. want. Like we've done enough feminist rants, but do you want us to? We show... can do like special like specific um, politics. Yeah. <laughs> Not for now, don't. <sighs> So, we're going to talk about books. Because <laughs> this is a book podcast. <laughs> so, even though it's not quite the end of the year, so there could be still some more books that we read. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk about everything we've read up till now and pick out, like, favourites and Pretty stuff. Pretty much. I think if I was to read something, it would be one or two. Cause... I aim to finish two this weekend. Mm. And then I've got to read seven more to hit my goal. Oh, I'm I so imagine far I'll my definitely goal. do happening. that. Yeah. I hit um, the amount of skullduggeries they had on my library's audio. So Tony very kindly lent me her audiobook so I could... Yeah, I don't know if that's allowed, but anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what you can do, Jeffrey can Bezos. To, Get to, off our podcast. <laughs> I can have up to three devices, I think, logged into the account. So you're just my third login. Yeah. So it's fine. So I imagine I'll get through a lot of skullduggery Hopefully. before the I end can't of the wait. year. I can't wait because it's something so good it's just oh, oh yeah yeah i can't wait for you to get through the next few because oh <laughs> at the ending of dark days i was just like ah! <laughs> so yeah if the, it's the ending to book eight i just without spoiling anything book eight ending is just like 
that what <laughs> I know I was just like are we swearing I was like no wait, we have do swore, we swear we, we have swear. sworn on here for oh, yeah. you <laughs> um, yeah it's just fucking insane <laughs> there we go <laughs> oh yeah like my jaw dropped and I was like oh my god that's so good and then I went straight on the mm. library app to get the next one and I was like oh, fuck like it's not available to like yeah. number nine now yeah like, oh. especially when you get into because like, I'm assuming this is an arc that's going to span over a few so books So do you remember now. I said to you, like, so they, they split into trilogies. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then there is an overarching villain, which now you know is Dark S. Yeah. From pretty much from book three through to book nine. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's um, cool. And that's the big, like, the big journey arc. And I think... Oh, my God. The re- uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he wrote it so that he could end it at book nine and then it continued it does wrap up quite nicely so he could have ended it he there could if he have. wanted yeah so i don't know whether like he did it for the fans or something he seems to really love the story yeah but it wraps quite nicely at the end of nine yeah like yeah. shit goes down yeah <laughs> but oh, i'm looking forward to it now i'm listening to number 10 there's all these hints about how it's gonna end and then when he released the title She's like, you haven't got to the point where they say until the end. No, not yet, no. But they start saying this is like a mantra, like mm. her and Skaldagri of like, like no I've got your no back until the end. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's what they just say to each other, like until the end. So whenever they go to do something dangerous, they're like until the end and they go do it. Yeah. And then he's named the last book until the end. <gasps> oh, that is such an emotional name, I imagine, when you... Well, when you know the yeah, history that of they it. Say that, yeah. And then also, she started saying in number 10, without spoiling anything, Valkyrie starts saying, I don't die like this, I die on my knees. Okay. But okay. they never give you, like, anything more than that. Mm. So, it's like, she's in, a, like, a dangerous situation with a villain, and the villain's like, why aren't you scared? And she's like, I don't die like this, I die on my knees. And no context. That's just it. Oh, I love it. And you're just like... What do you mean? Tell us what, what. What are you doing with that, Derek Landy? What's yeah, happening? What, what does that mean? It? <laughs> oh, and it and I forgot about it because yeah, it doesn't really back. come up again. But she just she and then I've realised she says it throughout. Oh, okay. Like 10, 11 and all of them. Yeah. She says, I die on my knees, I don't die like that. So he's this. leading up to something. Something's happening. Yeah. And I feel like he's gonna kill Valkyrie. <laughs> oh no, he's She ends it by killing him or like Valkyrie or Skodov. One of the main characters, yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't put it past him either. No. I mean after book three, when I was messaging you all of those, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't trust him now. <laughs> right, let's get into this actual, okay. what we're going to do. We're going to do like a little wrap up of everything we've read this year. Some of which you guys have heard, some of it you haven't, because we started doing the podcast about midway through the year, I guess. More than midway through the year, because yeah. it was August, so. Was it? Feels like we've been doing it. But this year we, has just been We like started 10 recording years in July. So that's why it feels longer. Yeah. But that's still only halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just 2021 feeling. It's, it's 2020, it's 2020, 2020 part, two. part two. We're about to go into part three. Yeah. Um, so any aging up that happens over these years doesn't count. So someone asked me my age yesterday you when I was out. Go. And I, I actually forgot how old I was. Yeah. She literally, she was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 20, 27? 26? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm like, in the 20s. It's my friend's I'm, birthday. I've not hit 30 yet. I know that much. <laughs> I, I, I know that much. I was like, so it was my friend's birthday. I was like, same age as her. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've got an easy way now. I'm just like, yeah. my child's age plus 30. Right. That, that's why I designed it that way. Yeah, yeah, it was planned. <laughs> completely planned. It was totally planned to be mega pregnant <laughs> on my 30th. <laughs> I've got that video of you with your big belly. 
Oh. Your big, <laughs> tall baby belly. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it was one where you're laughing and your whole body is. <laughs> I looked at a picture the other day of when I... I knew I had a big belly, but I didn't think I put weight on much much other places. But I looked at a picture of me the other day when I was, like, mm, quite I pregnant. And I was like, my arms are quite pregnant, but the rest of me doesn't look... No. I think from the back, I probably didn't look that pregnant. No, I didn't think you did. Hmm. You didn't really even, like... Some people put it on their face quite yeah, a bit, and I you did didn't put it on your face. Bit. Not, no. not that much. No. Must be. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first? So we've decided, I decided, we're going to chaotically <laughs> just rattle off in a big old list everything we've read this year. It might not be fun to listen to. Oh, well. It is what It'll it is. It'll be fun yeah. for us. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go for it. I have faith. Okay. <laughs> Skullduggery 11, Midnight. Skullduggery 12, Bedlam. Armageddon out of here. Skullduggery. <laughs> Maleficent 7, Skoduggery. Skoduggery 13, Seasons of War. The Lost Book of the White, Skoduggery Apocalypse Kings. Chain of Iron, Shadow and Bone 1. Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising. And then Dead or Alive, Skoduggery Pleasant 14. A Sky Beyond the so- Storm, which is Ember in the Ashes 4. I keep reading things from series, so I have to like yeah. make sure I mention the series. <laughs> the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, A Song of Wraiths and Ruin, All the Bright Places, From Blood and Ash, Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, Crown of Gilded Bones, The Starless Sea, Midnight Library, They Both Die at the End, Chosen Ones, The Gilded Ones, Song of Achilles, King of Scars, Rule of Wolves. So those are my books, and then we get on to my listens. Ooh. Uh, Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom, An Ember in the Ashes, Torch Against the Night, A Reaper at the Gates, The Martian, Carve the Mark One, Fates Divide, which is second in the series. And then I I listened to all the Skullduggeries um, (laughs) up to book nine, so I'm going to rattle them off. (laughs) Skullduggery Pleasant, Playing with Fire, The Faceless Ones, Dark Days, Mortal Coil, Mm. Deathbringer, Kingdom of the Wicked, Last Stand of the Dead Men, The Dying of the Light. And then... The re- next books after that are Resurrection, Midnight, Bedlam, Seasons of War, and Dead or Alive. So, obviously, the ones I read at the start of the year. Then Sabriel, Lyriel, Abhorsin, The Bone Witch, Heartforger, The Shadow Glass, Henrietta and Eleanor, a retelling of Jekyll and Hyde. So, that's 53 altogether. Did you not read The Grimoire this year? No, I actually haven't read it yet. Oh, oh you haven't. You no. went until the end, are you? No, I just haven't read it yet. Like, not for any particular reason. No. I like, there wasn't like a choice behind it. Oh, interesting. So there you go. Was that fun for you? That was fun for me. Yeah? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of skullduggery. Yeah. Are you ready for some more skullduggery? <laughs> Not as many, though. I've only read four of them. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the end of the so series. So how many did you read? Okay, so actually read is 27. Oh, including listens. And then including listens, that's 53 altogether. So technically... So you did quite well. I did do my 52 books in oh, 52 yeah. weeks. Yeah. If Yeah, if we include lessons. Because I thought you were going to... I don't know, because you kept saying how far behind you are. I I feel like the last time I looked, you were on, like, book 23 or something. Well, so I've only been counting reads. Ah, in like that, physical reads. Yeah, physical reads in do, that story. And you don't do e-books, do you? So. No. Yeah, okay. So I've literally just been counting what I've actually physically read, which ah. is 27. Okay, okay, okay. I was aiming for, like, I wanted to read-read 52 books. Uh, physically read. Physically read, okay, yeah, instead of listens. And then I didn't realise how much I'd listened to this year until I sat down to do this list mm. and I was like oh I've actually listened to quite a lot because I didn't I like I listened to them to sleep or like sometimes to work too so I was like yeah. how much could I have gotten through 
Turns out, a fair bit. I I haven't done it for today, but in the future, or when I go home, mm. I, I will probably work out how many of these were listens. Because I'm actually curious now. Yeah. Because I feel like, because like, I'm so busy, I yeah, feel I like your ratios are high. Yeah. Because I listen to them when I'm doing housework, when I'm going for a walk, when I'm working, cooking, like, mm. yeah. So, actually, one of my friends really beat themselves about up about not getting into reading again. Just borrowed one of my books. Everyone. I was they borrowed one of my books, they just couldn't get into it and they were like, I don't know I don't know how to get back into reading and I was like, Have you tried audiobooks? Yeah. Just to get like that that joy of like literature back. Mm. Just listen. Yeah, yeah. And then you can do things while you're doing it. So it's just not that feeling of being still. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, they've yeah, been you could do stuff with your hands or whatever. So they've been listening to audiobooks yeah. at the gym. Perfect. One of my friends. So she's, she was like, oh, I've got back into this, basically. Perfect, like, yeah. <laughs> like any form of consuming mm. written text is fine. There's, there's not one thing that counts. No. That's what I was trying to say to her. I was like, there's not one thing that counts. Just do what you want to do. So I really struggle with like physically reading. Mm-hmm. Well, reading my physical books. I go through a lot of e-books now, but I find that sometimes I want to read them but i'm busy doing work or whatever so i actually use the text-to-speech function yeah obviously it's like a robot reading it but it means i can continue reading while yeah I'm, yeah and then i can just pick it up and carry on reading when i go to bed or whatever which has worked works, pretty well yeah i downloaded an app called evie i think it was that supposedly does like text-to-speech but in a more person talking mm. way but i can't work out how to put like kindle books in there so i don't know if i can okay. but if anyone knows please let me know mm. all right are you ready for mine i've got 93 fucking <laughs> Go on. I didn't include the one this. that um, I'm hoping to finish this weekend. <laughs> so the silver, silver eyes, five nights at Freddy's, number one. Gracie Fairshaw and the mysterious guest in the dream house. The ritual, the only good Indians, the color of magic. Isadora Moon makes winter magic. My best friend's exorcism. The last wish, the Witcher zero point five. The light fantastic, the lies of Loch Lamora. Black and British, a short essential history. Isadora Moon has a sleepover, Know My Name, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, The Midnight Library, The Sundown Motel, The Fourth Suit, The Magic Misfits Number 4, You Should See Me in a Crown, Night of the Mannequins, When No One Is Watching, A Cosmology of Monsters, The Hand on the Wall, Truly Devious Number 3, A Song Above Water, A Song Above Water Number 1, The Inheritance Games, The Inheritance Games Number 1, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Number 1. Elats away, the glass hotel, six of crows, six of crows number one. Yeah, uh, parachutes, luster, crooked kingdom, six of crows number two. Yeah, uh, in an absent dream, which is the wayward children number four, shadow and bone number one. Mm-hmm. The henna wars, the vegetarian, clown in a cornfield, my lesbian experience with loneliness <laughs> number one. Apparently, there's a follow up. That's uh, really good. Uh, Frankenstein in Baghdad, the witch of Duval, which is. Grisha verse 0.5 mm. um, Little Knife Grisha verse 2.6 The Gravity of Us You Must Not Miss Marley in Pieces Fence Striking Distance which is from Fence number one Love and Loki The Too Clever Fox Grisha verse 2.5 Felix Ever After How We Met With Our Ghosts Cemetery Boys This Winter which is Solitaire 0.5 Siege and Storm Shadow and Bone number two Ruin and Rising Shadow and Bone number three The Dark Chorus The Time Machine Tender as the Flesh Court of Fawn and Roses, number one. Mexican Gothic, Language of Fawns, Midnight Tales and Dangerous Magic from Greece of Earth. Uh, Norse Mythology, Pine, 
Rules for Vanishing, The Twisted Ones, Beach Read, Occult Mist and Fury, Akatar number two, The Box in the Woods, which is truly devious number four, High Mountain Court, which is from the Five Crowns of Oakriff number one, Chavs, The Demonization of the Working Class, Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men, uh, Scar- King of Scars, King of Scars number one, Deadly Education, The Scholomance number one, First You Write a Sentence, The Elements of Redeem Writing and Life, Goldagree Pleasant, number one. Uh, Stalker Stalked, Night Terrors, Reprieve, Reprieve, The Final Girl Support Group, Carnivorous Cupid from the Angry Gods, number one. Secret Santa, Skeleton Keys, The Imaginary Friends, number one, The Secret Keys. Uh, Wild Card Suits, number one. Life Hypothesis, uh, Love Hypothesis, just a bonus chapter. I haven't read the book. (laughs) (laughs) The Troop, Midnight Kiss. Playing with Fire, Skullduggery number two. The Faceless One, Skullduggery number three. Bite Back, Library of Teeth, book one. Lady of the Primordial Tree, which is book one. I don't know what the series is called. Child of Fear and Fire. Dark Days, Skullduggery Pleasant four. Hearts Reclaimed from the Arda Creek, number one. For Catcher from the Unsought Fairy Tale Collection, number two. Oh, I've read number one as well. Tuppence, from, which is number one, so that needs to be added on. The Erotic Tales of Carmilla Voice and a few beta reads which are not on here. Oh. And arc reads which are not on here. <laughs> wow. So actually ninety four, because I forgot to add in Tuppence. Oh wow. There we go then. That you was had a your bit of a took like a full like two and a half minutes. That was a long recite. I've not read any non-fiction for a while. I've just realised I'm disappointed. There were random (laughs) non-fictions. It was like all these like dark days. Blah 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 blah. Of course I'm missing this, and then it's like demonisation of the working class. And I just realised I've not had any non-fiction for a while, which is actually a shame. I need to sort that out. Oh, I have a pile of non-fiction shame. Shame? (laughs) Did you say (laughs) non-fiction that you've not read? Yeah. Keep collecting these books. Oh, look, that's that. E. Lockhart, she should be up there with those other ones. Uh, um, yeah, there's not enough space for me oh. to be with. Every, like, Just tell Antonio to oh, rearrange her shelf. Sorry, I forget, you can't, you can't hear me. <laughs> Turn my back that way. Yeah, there's some E. Lockhart books I couldn't fit all together because they're a bit of an impulse. Sad bitch island by. <laughs> um, hang on. Oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> I had a non-fiction. Oh, oh, that's the one you told me to read. Yeah. And I read it. It was on my list. Yeah. Yeah, you mean the one I was like, this is a great book, and then never read it. And then I read it and then you read it. that week. <laughs> so I've got First You Write a Sentence. I've got How to Keep House Whilst Drowning. Oh, yeah, I want to. That's that to... TikToker. Yeah, I want to get that. Yeah, if, and it's literally, it's been designed to someone with a short attendance but yeah, I could read it. I need it, yeah. read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone from work got me this, which is like a, a book about Shakespeare. Oh, that's cute. That's the one I cats out for. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. And then Do Nothing, Break Away from Overworking, Overdoing, and Underliving, that which ironically, perfect. I have never read. That would be perfect for my New Year's resolution of like self-care. being more self-care and stuff. This was, I've somehow ended up on burnout TikTok. Oh, Don't yeah. know how that's happened. Well, because you've been burning out for a while. <laughs> That's why you ended up there. There's no, like, there's no curiousness here. TikTok just decided. I'm like, oh, this goes to... You know, from trauma talk to burnout talk. Oh, this is trauma talk and burnout oh. talk and ADHD talk. Yeah. It's, it's all... I'm learning a lot, though. Like, honestly, the therapy I get from TikTok 
it's right on. I um, I had a thing that was like about ADHD the other day. Mm. You know, I said to you, I don't really get them. And they were listing some things. I was like, hang on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't you dare diagnose me. <laughs> There's some things you do that I'm like, I'm going to wait for her to get there on her own. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> well, I did notice. Well, like, we're very similar. And I don't know why it hasn't occurred to you. <laughs> like, we're I... both chaos. <laughs> I started questioning it when, so I've been like trying to work out how to be a bit more plannery mm. and organised and I went through and looked at all of the planner styles I've tried and failed and I did start thinking, hang on, why does someone need this much help planning? <laughs> why is my, and then I started looking up, um, they do like specific diaries and like planning mm. things for people with ADHD and I looked at them and thought they look really easy to use and I was like, hang on! <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna diagnose. No. But No, I also have not self-diagnosed, obviously, from TikTok. I just but I have strong suspicion that now I've never considered it before. Yeah. <laughs> it's when I started using like the techniques mm-hmm. and they were significantly helpful. And then I started talking about it with other people and they were like, I don't need that thing to be able to do this thing. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But again, not self-diagnosing from like, an app, but... I realise that I'm one of those people that, like, when I start, like, doing a tidy up in my house, I'll find something and then... Or I will go... I'll go in to do the washing. And then when I'm doing that, I'll notice something else. So then I'll do that and forget the washing that's sitting there mm-hmm. half done. And then I'll find something else. And then I'll find something else. And I don't think that that's how most people deal with cleaning and tidying is it you know what so is, is this one um how to keep house that that tiktoker that's the one i want to um, get casey davies she's domestic blisters on tiktok i don't know anyone needs... worksheets like um, she has free worksheets to help you out sorry i'm just yeah so excited about worksheets <laughs> but i started using some of her ones especially with the, the cleaning like cleaning being morally neutral mm. we're totally tangented but um cleaning being morally neutral of like you're not i don't you haven't failed if you because I've always been naturally messy and always felt really crappy about it. Yeah, I feel like a terrible person. Yeah, I've always just been naturally quite messy, and I've never been able to find ways to keep myself like my space tidy. Mm. And then she has ones like set a timer, do fifteen minutes. So helpful. I I tried that after you mentioned it, and it really helped. Or like if you're feeling if lists make you overwhelmed this won't help you but if you're Mm. feeling overwhelmed by the amount of cleaning you need to do make a list but I include things on the list like I don't know I'm too hot in my room to tidy so step one on the list is open window because otherwise that was like for me but that's how I do it in my head to get on with things yeah I like literally have to break it down to steps because it's it's like oh I need to make my bed but to me there's like 10 steps before that of like I need to open my window I need to clear the bed of this stuff I need to get that the, yeah. the change of sheets out there and to do that I've got to move the boxes in the way of the sheets and so now they go on the list because I do this in my head mm-hmm. and I is that not just how everyone thinks about getting things if done if TikTok's to be believed no <laughs> um, there we go then <laughs> but it, it, there's a lot of crossover between anxiety and ADHD and how it presents because mm. I, I have extreme anxiety yes so it, it could be high functioning anxiety or it could be you've had ADHD this whole time and that's so it's, and it, it was marked by my so, depression and anxiety. <laughs> yes, there's so little research done how it presents in women. That's yeah, why. that's the thing. Women, it's really the hard. Crossover, it really gets... Because... And it never gets picked up in childhood with no. women, does it? Well, like, mental health conditions can cause, <laughs> like, dysregulation and, like, function issues of, like, being able to keep your space functional or being overwhelmed. So it it's a bit of a chicken and egg. 
So that's nothing Sibrook's fault. There was our little discussion. On yeah. Things. Well, that's. I mean, we started With to bring it back yeah. to the the books, the non-fiction books that I have <laughs> that I intend to read at some point, especially like the one about burnout, because yeah. that oh, is yeah. just the story of I my life. That. Yeah. <laughs> From um, pretty much age thirteen. Anyway. So what was your favourite book of the year, Tony? <laughs> if that tangent made it in, did you guys enjoy that? Do you want to hear our thoughts on anything? TikTok and mental health, I don't know. Do you want to uh, leave comments on just every, anything? <laughs> tell, tell us your personality types and your Enneagram types. I, I didn't screenshot my Enneagram type and I'm so annoyed. Because oh, I can't remember it, it. yeah. Um, do you love language as well? I think I already like would know what mine is. Mine's changed from a few months ago. Yeah, it does change just like over yeah. time. My top one is still the same, mm. but then my two and three swapped over. Yeah, I don't know. I think mine would probably be like acts of service. Yeah, for those that are interested, my top one is acts of service, mm-hmm. which I don't think it would have been before as a mum. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with someone doing anything to make your life easier, you're just like yeah, angel child. Yeah, <laughs> and then it used second used to be touch mm-hmm. and then words of affirmation but they've actually swapped now. okay i suppose you get a lot of like physical affection being a mum as well mm, yeah it's not quite i know it's not the same yeah no yeah yeah but I, as in i as in i have a little monkey attached to me 24 7 well yeah, yeah and you have a like a permanent source of touch mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not actually going to be touch starved in that respect of like platonic yeah or yeah. familial <clears throat> just maybe like romantic would be different yeah, yeah. But, like, I've noticed because I do a lot of the housework, we have a very imbalanced life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 when I did the, the test recently, I realised that, obviously, I, I want someone to mention it and appreciate it. Yeah. Like, good job. <laughs> yeah. Or just, I noticed you do all this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For sure. So if you want to send me just messages every now and then, I'll just send you once a week. Like, good job. I would love that. Good job on keeping your house tidy and your child alive. So (laughs) that is why I'm going to start trying to... Next year, I um, spent a ridiculous amount on a planner. Don't tell anyone. They said everyone that's listening. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to every day write down something. Like like, a self-affirmation. Yeah, Yeah. Well, they say it works. You just have to like to say it to yourself and then eventually believe it's true. Yeah. And it feels ridiculous. I started listening to this new podcast, which has really helped already. It's mm. called The Self Love Fix, I think it's called. It's really, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think... We'll I, get there, we'll get there. Yeah. When I left the horrible job, mm. I had to do a lot of confronting of, how would I end up in that situation? <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm only just now dealing with stuff that I should have dealt with a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. And it's all kind of come as ahead. I don't know if it's just bad timing you know being a mum I now want to make sure I don't pass things on to my son Mm. and also just being in lockdown and being in my own thoughts for so long yeah did make you kind of sit with yourself for a bit Mm. didn't it that was the problem yeah and a couple of months ago I got to the point that I despised myself so much like I Mm. hated myself everything about myself a few of my friends have been saying that that they've like all kind of had a, a bit of a pause of like i don't recognise myself, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, there's actually nothing good about me and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So I went back to my friend who's a personal trainer and I was like, I need your help. So 
we've been like building mm. stuff up you know we didn't go straight into exercise but i know that i need to do that for my mental health so we started doing things like drinking water going yeah. for walks and now mm. i'm doing exercise again which is all good so i had a quite a bad injury a couple of years ago that like I was unable to do like the most basic things for a little bit and for me I've always been really sporty and strong and active mm. and I was like my body just doesn't feel like my body like and nothing's made me understand maybe what dysphoria could feel like obviously mm-hmm. it's not the same in any respect but that's that feeling of my body is not my body yeah that's what I felt yeah of like I can't even do stairs <laughs> like and I've always been quite strong so I was like I've always been I've always been very active, so I was like, I don't like this feeling. Yeah. Especially as I'm not slim, by the way. <laughs> so then well no, when you're overweight but quite active, people like excuse your size. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, but you're still fit. But then when you're unfit and overweight, it's hideously embarrassing in a public space. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I also don't like the term overweight. Mm. Because Yeah. Yeah, it's but just it's, weight, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort just of loaded like, with things. <laughs> no, like yeah, I, I <coughs> would not describe you as overweight. Mm-hmm. I would describe you as a human being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And your your clothing size is probably the average as well. I mm-hmm. would I would guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like hearing you just say that made me think, oh no, because you're not <laughs> overweight. But then I don't know. It's how society perceives things mm. wrong. Yeah. Anyway, books. Books. <laughs> did, that, see, did you see if you guys heard that? What was your favourite book from the year? Okay. Um, of course, I do not have one answer. <clears throat> I have many answers. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, I've done a non-fiction and a fiction. You've right. actually heard I read... Well, I did read a lot of non-fiction. So, I've got two non-fictions that I absolutely loved. So, the first one... Both of them, because they're non-fiction, it sounds weird saying I love them, because obviously they're usually... Not fun topics. Our first one is called Know My Name by Chanel Miller. So this is the victim of Brock Turner a few years ago. Yes. So she decided to come out. I didn't know she did a book. Mm -hmm. And it is fantastic. I think it came out last year. Mm. So it's called Know My Name. I'm just writing Um, that down. And it is really, really stunning. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, I like her... The speech she did. Mm -hmm. And when all that was going on, I was... Yeah, I was kind of blown away by it, so I'd love to read that. And it's really, like, it's so wonderful, because it really... I mean, even before I read it, I knew the American legal system is shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying ours is any better. But theirs is a different kind of special shit. Mm -hmm. So it's all about how, like, she does the whole thing from start to now. Well, even just how it was discussed in the media Mm -hmm. for her. She goes through all that. And, like, how she was told that the jury are not gonna really sympathize with her because she didn't have many people on her side of the courtroom Mm. because she wasn't telling it took her so long to admit what happened to her because no one even told her so she was like in hospital they're taking all these swabs and everything else no one told her what happened she found out from a newspaper article what happened to her oh god that's horrible so she just knew she had these bumps she had these bruises she had these grazes she didn't her body felt wrong but no one told her what had happened to her until she read it in a newspaper. Oh, God, that's so horrible. Yeah. And say, so like, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, how they manage victims. It's just... Well, they don't. Yeah, exactly. And then about how, like, 
and oh my god obviously i remember i was really into this case mm. and i remember reading it at the time but reading it again from her point of view about how his dad was like his life shouldn't be ruined from like 20 minutes of whatever and it's like 20 minutes but her life is changed forever yeah. like it doesn't matter how long it took him to abuse her. Oh, it's all the papers being like, you know, he's a, a swimmer with this many medals. And it doesn't blah, blah, matter. Blah. And it's like, but well, what about the girl? Yeah, no, like she's just like some mixed race girl with no mm, nothing to her or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't that's how matter. they reported it. But he, yeah, he's got all these medals and stuff, but he was never taught not to try and rape a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, obviously, but she writes so beautifully. She actually. She is like a creative writer. Okay. So I, I'm very much looking forward to her next books because, but this was like a memoir. I'm very much looking forward to what she writes as a creative, like fiction. Yeah. yeah. It was really yeah, and she's mm. just so passionate. It made me cry in some places. It yeah, really I feel like that would make me cry. And she has like her full, you know, the full thing that she released to Buzzfeed when she was still anonymous mm. that everyone shared around that really got people rallying behind her. She shares that in it as well, and it just made me cry. And, mm-hmm. she, and she's explaining, like, she didn't tell anyone at work because she was so embarrassed, and she still didn't fully know what had happened to her. Yeah. And, like, people at work were discussing it in, when she was anonymous God. and talking about how, oh, some drunken slut and all this, and she's just sitting there hearing this. And... Yeah. Well, I always think whenever people say stuff like that, you, like, even if it's not, say, the victim of that case, you're saying that in the hearing shot of someone you don't know what they've been through. And it's not okay to say. No, no. <laughs> you as a person, you should really reflect on yourself if that's your first thing yeah. that you think. And she had a boyfriend and it's just all about how they were like dragging her boyfriend into the court case yeah. and things. And because yeah. when she was drunk, she found out her boyfriend had left him a bit of a cheeky voice note. Uh, voice so that's evidence that, she, that was... she was like looking for sex. Yeah. And, yeah. And then just how it affected their relationship after. Yeah, of course. And yeah, that'd be a heavy book, yeah. And stuff. But it's written so beautifully. Mm. And I ha- it just is. There's no mm. other words for it. And the other non-fiction I really loved was The Invisible Women. Okay. Um, so that was about, let me find it again, the data gap and bias that our society has, basically. So it's all about how everything in our society has been made for uh with men as the the basic basically well i mean nothing's made for women on target on topic for our tangent Mm -hmm. um like all the studies on adhd autism all of that all of that has only ever been done on men yeah um data bias in the world designed for men so it's about how even things obviously seatbelts are made for men yeah that kind of stuff about how societal infrastructure is made for men yep which is why women really struggle especially when it comes to like the emotional labor that women have that's not valued so things are not put into place to help women Mm-mm. so women are expected to work but at the same time they're expected to be unpaid carers but then they don't put money into public transport to help women get yep. from the school run to looking after their parents yep. to doing their part-time job to getting back to the school all of yeah. this. Oh, you know what? Oh, sorry to interrupt, yeah, yeah. but like so that uh, that podcast I quite like, Ladies and Tangents. Yeah. They just did a, an episode on what is called relational poverty. Mm. So like that whole like it takes a village to yeah. raise a kid thing. That familial support. You're getting more and more grandparents who just aren't able to. Like my nana quit her job 
to take care of us so my mum and dad could work full time and that was quite controversial in the 90s yeah it wasn't unusual for a mum to obviously to be at home for that whole period because mm-hmm. that one wage could at that point for them like for most people support a household it couldn't yeah. for us but so my nana had to do that but now both my parents work full time and they, they could not afford if i had a kid now they couldn't afford i would have no childcare. Yes, not the so way they had. I've been very, very lucky. So my partner's parents are both retired, mm. and they—they're basically my son's second parents. Yeah. But if they weren't retired and working, same as my parents are. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't have been able to do the work. I went back to work when my son was nine weeks old, mm. and which is ridiculous looking back on. Yeah. Especially considering I had a C-section. So yeah. That, I definitely shouldn't have been working. You were at sixteen but, weeks before you were allowed to yeah, lift something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I was like doing pot washing. Mm. So at the end of the shift, I had to do all the cleaning and stuff. And I was like, I can't do the bins. I can't lift them up. Yes, yeah. I will literally use tear stitches. I will spit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were very, very lucky that we have had that. But, but they were talking about how that that village that we remember when we were kids, where grandparents and aunties mm-hmm. would take care of you, and like second, like you know, you'd hang out with all your cousins and that yeah, kind of. Like I would go to my grandparents. They would pick us up from school every day and we'd have dinner yeah. there because my mum and dad were at work. Yeah. And, mm. like, the, how millennials don't have that. And so no. it was really interesting. No, I mean, I'm very lucky mm. I have that with my partner's family. If, obviously, it was... If I was his, with his anyone else... parents are a little bit older, though. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they're retired. If I was with anyone else... And they had good jobs that meant they yeah. retired early. Yeah. So my, my parents, even if they're probably not going to be able to, like, retire... My grandparents re- retired at 50... Neither of my parents will retire early. No. I will work until I die, more than likely. Yeah, well, we will, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting. And then it it goes into, like, after um, after things like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, natural disasters, how mm. the relief is always based around men and stuff like that. Yeah. And when they, you know, try and get rid of, like, slums... The only people that are effect- that are detrimentally affected by that are women. Yep. How in India they were trying to introduce the general way of cooking would be on like a fire pit in the in the kitchen. Yeah. And they obviously first world countries were like it's not safe because of the smoke. Yeah. So they sent over stoves and they weren't used and blah 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 blah. And it was all because they never actually spoke to the women with what yeah. they wanted, and they found that. Women couldn't buy the stoves because men controlled the money. Yeah. And men were like, you don't need this stove. Yeah. So, but if, buy a bit. <laughs> but if they'd had those stoves, not only would everyone be more healthier, but the women would have more time to do other things yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all very, it's so good. And it's actually helped me, it's made me want to look into more things. Um, I read that just after the Chavs demonization of the working class. Yeah. So, it was a lot of like, social stuff and housing obviously my dissertation was in housing so it made me like really get back into that yeah but it made me think about things like so i've got a google home mm. and it never listens to me and it always stresses me out and i'm always like why does it only listen to you and not me and i found out it's because it's based on the male speech pattern so now if i talk <laughs> lower it yeah. hears me that's so now when i want to turn the lights off i have to talk lower and then it will actually turn the lights off that's insane yeah little things like that yeah. It's really, really good. So they're the two non-fiction. Okay. And then just quickly go through like my favourite fiction books. So the Six of Crows duology. Yeah. Obviously this year was the year I discovered Lee Bardugo. 
<laughs> much to my delight six of crows you know i already own the multiple copies of them yep. including like the special editions yeah uh, I just love them and I couldn't pick which one. I think maybe Crooked Kingdom probably I love more, mm-hmm. but Six of Crows sets, introduces them. So I think they just they go together. They're yeah, just complementary. You can't separate one from the other, I don't think. Yeah, so we've discussed them in depth on here many a time, so I won't go into that. And Ilatsoe by Li- Little Darcy Badger. So this is a middle grade book that I just I read this year and I absolutely love. Yeah, I've we mentioned do it, it yeah. before. Yeah, and it's like a magical realism book and it's um, very much based on the indigenous tribe that she's from and it's just it's really heartfelt and wonderful and really enjoyable. Yeah, tell me yours. So I just went, I, I mean, to be fair, when I wrote this, <laughs> when I did my homework for this podcast... I'd, it was a couple of weeks I, ago, hey? It was a couple of weeks ago and it was also 3am. Yeah. So I just, bam, did one, the perfect thing. Yeah, I was like, trying to be real I strict. Just, I just couldn't. Um, so my, I think my book that would stand out for me. I would pick one book that really kind of affected mm. me this whole year. All the Bright Places. Hands yeah. Down. Like, that literally broke you and gave you a serious hangover, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's one of the ones that I think if I was to say, uh, like, that was the most memorable, that I came mm. back to in my head the most times, that, you know, caused an existential crisis in the middle of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went on to read loads of sad books, which probably didn't help. Yeah, and I was also like going, like, there was quite a lot going on mm. in life. It was just a sad period for you. Yeah. <laughs> life got real hectic, and I was like, you know what will help this? Sad books about suicide. <laughs> I remember, like, you read that in the bath, just getting really upset as well, didn't you? Finished it in the bath or something, and you were just, like, heartbroken or whatever. Well, no, so I was, like, I was reading, I wasn't that far from the end, to be yeah. honest. And I had a bath, and then I'd been in this bath for quite a while, but I was like literally sobbing in the bathtub I and i was like just stay. <laughs> I, like how do i because i have a house full of people yeah like we're they're all here all the time i was like how do i get out this bath like full i'm not a, i'm not a subtle crier when i cry it's like face is red eyes are like my eyes go bloodshot mm. my nose goes red my lips go like they look like i'm really chapped they yeah, get worse yeah 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 it's so, like it's so obvious Sitting when I'm here crying. with my super dry cracked lips <laughs> from stress. <Don't>, like winter <laughs> stress, stress lips. <laughs> well, like, I just I bet it will happen like quite instantly. If I cry, it will happen yeah. within five minutes, mm-hmm. and it, I can't go away and have a little subtle cry. Yeah. not very easily, and not when it's something like that. So I was just crying. You in just the bath. had to power through. I was like, "How do I get out of this bathtub? Go down the corridor now. I'm gonna have to see people." Like, so I was in there. I was in cold water. I had nothing to drink because well, I had no water to drink. <laughs> I had just no... in the tap. There. <laughs> I had no tissues. Uh, so you were just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> Just try into the like, bath and wash it away. I was like, <laughs> I, and I genuinely could not face getting out and having to carry on in bed. Yeah. And like I was tired as well, so I was like, I get into that bed, and I've got to, like I've got to do the whole thing, like set my alarm. I've got to take my, I'd not take my makeup no. off before this bath. Like it was a whole thing. So yeah. So I feel like that just added to the the whole, the whole experience, experience for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of uh, not knew how it was going to end, but I just knew it wasn't going to be good. No. I mean, the title hints it's going to be a shitty ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know. Yeah. But it really, it's one of the ones that really, really stuck with me. Yeah, that's going to stick with you for a while, I think. Yeah, I think if you're talking about like the books that really made me feel things. I remember that sticking with me for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know, it does, I've got this enough, but I just think it dealt with the topic in a way I've never read before. 
and yeah. yeah it was like brutal and honest but it found the beautiful way in it kind of thing yeah it went out without without glorifying that's the thing yeah that's the suicide balance. Yeah. and it also it didn't it sh- didn't shy away from like the tragedy of it and then like i'm trying to explain it i'm trying to use the words it showed the tragedy of it but also the, all the beauty of that tragedy as yeah. well as like the darkness of it mm-hmm. as well like i just think it dealt with it really well yeah i think it's a great read but yes yeah, super I, trigger I would, warnings um, for that one <laughs> i don't know if you've read it but um i would always point at that over 13 reasons why i own it but the last time i watched the series it kind of fucked in my head for a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've never watched series three so i watched no. season two and that it didn't even. It should have stopped at season one, and it's got sh- silly now. It's like Riverdale. It's just got silly. Yeah. Um. No. I. I, got... I watched one and two, and was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I watched. I watched one. the end of. Se- I watched one, and then I went straight Wait. into two. No, I didn't even watch two. I was like, one is done. I don't need anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch the other. One. No, because I was like, this is the story that should be the end. Yeah. This and is it. Uh, we're done. And also because um, slight spoilers for season one, I guess, and potentially two, because Tony's probably going to answer my question, but I was like. I don't need to know, like, the ending of it when um, Jessica goes to trial and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. if this was real life, Chad, maybe? Whatever the guy's like, Bryce, Bryce. Bryce, yeah. I was like, if this was real life, Bryce would get away with this. And I was like, I don't need to know that he, for the TV show, he doesn't get away with it. Or I, He I, does I, get away with it. He does get away with it. Oh, yeah. okay. But I was like, I just need this to end here because that just feels like a good ending. Yeah. We don't know what happens. Everything's up in arms. Yeah. Yeah. We finished the tapes. And we assume that... Mm, suicide Girl, sorry, I've forgotten her name. Not either. Hannah. Hannah. We assume that Hannah's mum's going to fucking take down the school because she yeah. gives that evidence. And I just liked it there. Yeah. Not everything needs a conclusion. <laughs> I get real silly at the end of the And then, like, too. I know that someone brings a gun to school and just all this silly stuff. But not yeah. just that. He gets sexually assaulted. The guy with the gun gets sexually assaulted. Is that Alex? Is it Alex? I can't remember. Mm. And it's so, because so he basically starts to get a bit radicalised. They send him away to a special camp to de-radicalise him. It's just getting silly already. <laughs> and then he comes back from that and he's like, okay, I'm not as angry anymore. Like, people get bullied, but, you know, like, I'm going to leave high school soon. It's fine. And then that's when he let, they get he gets attacked. And then that's what pushes him over the edge. Oh. And I'm like, it's so, and it was so graphic as well. Yeah, unnecessary. So unnecessarily graphic. Yeah. And horrible. Have they not had that taken out? Like, they took out her suicide scene. Did they? I didn't know they did yeah, that. Yeah, that's not on Last time I rewatched, they hadn't. Yeah. But I don't think her suicide scene glorifies anything. I thought I it was a good scene. It was horrifying. Her mum coming in and finding no, out. No, just that, oh. that bit where she's, like, alone in the tub. Yeah. No, they that should not she's, taken that out. It's she's alone because it, look, it looks as horrible as it is. There's a moment where she is alone in the tub, dying... And just breathing. I think that taking that scene out glorifies her suicide. Yeah. Because you see the the effect she's had after. But I think it's too triggering in that it gives people ideas. And that's the problem. It shows you exactly how to do it. Yeah, but I think think that it should more be, we don't want to glorify it. We want to show Mm. how horrible it is. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, I I felt, that's how I felt when I watched it. As, As someone... Obviously, I've discussed my mental health a few times. Yeah. But as someone who has tried to take my life, watching that scene fucked me up. Yeah. Like, it really made me feel awful, and it made me think, like, 
what about if I had succeeded? I don't know. You just have this image of you beautifully drifting off to sleep, and that's not how. That's no. not it. So it, for me, it was that, a wonder. I'm not a teenager now, yeah. obviously, but for me, that was a good scene. Yeah, that's how I I felt when I watched it as well. It was like it, it, it was so disgusting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and it was graphic. so like visceral. Yeah, like, visceral. I, that's the word. My body hunched, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I watched it on a plane as well. But I've I've never read the book, but I've heard it's very it's very glorifying. But I think. Yeah. Other, apart from that one scene, which, by the way, they were advised by psychologists not to do. Yes. Yeah, I understand. Obviously, there's reasons they've taken it out. For me, I felt it should have stayed in, but I don't know about how teenagers' heads work. Yeah, but the whole story itself, I feel, really glorifies it. Yeah, so that's why I felt that they had to have that horrible way at the end. Yeah. What do I know? But so, if you're, yeah, if you're talking that's your comparison of that yeah. type of media, I think All the Right Places yeah, does I just a think it deals with disgusting. suicide like the discussion of suicide so much better yeah and it's because it's not glorifying like this person who lost their battle it's not it doesn't use that kind of language and that losing your battle like i hate i don't like that sort of language because then they'll say that makes it seem like your mental health shouldn't be a battle i know people do describe Mm. it that way but your mental health is just your mental health yeah like it's like your physical health it's something you maintain you can't i don't know i just feel like when i stopped fighting myself yeah and just took better. care of it like yeah. it was you just look after it like taking like vitamins like yeah. going to the gym exactly it's it's just another stop thing fighting yourself it's that self-love thing that i'm yeah. now trying <laughs> to learn kick. yeah but like stop fighting yourself just accept who you are and then just work through yourself kind of thing yeah and i just uh, I, i've talked about this before but like the the showing that hers was because of grief and because she was just in a situation in her life where she did she didn't want to feel that way anymore she was like grieving but kind of numb at the same time yeah she She was just kind of like and whereas he is having an active mental health condition that no one cares about with with no support system Mm -hmm. and so there's that all that stuff comes into it as well of like showing she has she has a support system he doesn't and defining the difference between you know when you just want a way at like a cessation of a feeling or in if there is an active mental health condition affecting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and also the way they show his deterioration, I feel, was quite realistic. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Right, because especially for the condition he has, were they, well, they never say for sure, mm. but they, like, they're fairly sure he has BPD, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like the way his behaviour changes and stuff like that and the way no one's putting the pieces together and mm. I like you're just there as an adult just screaming. Yeah, like the failings of everyone, mm. like the school, his parents, everyone. Without but none of it glorifies as well. No. It sort it's of just, shows it's, what it it, is. it's just like the tragedy of it without making it be like poor soul. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. And so that, it stuck with me like, quite a bit. Obviously I mean, we've obviously mentioned that there's suicides in it, but without mm. Um, spoiling anything more the scene the, yes. there's a scene in it that really even now yeah well it's cut. it's in my head <laughs> so the, the author of the book her it was either a friend or it was a partner that they'd kind of broken up or something mm. she found them mm-hmm. she oh. was the one to find them so that's why she was able to write so she she come across this from phenomenon called the survivor after suicide yeah. and how it's a different kind of survivor's guilt yeah especially if you're the one to find them so that's why she wrote it she wrote it for like that working for it kind of thing yeah so that's why she and she wrote that she wrote that term into the end of the book as well what one of the characters gets after the incident mm-hmm. 
because that, without spoiling which character it was and all that kind of thing. Yeah, she she the author writes that in to the aftermath as well, and that terminology and like that kind of thing. So I thought, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> Next one is favorite series. Okay, so I have two. I couldn't pick yeah, this one. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, uh, Greetiverse and yeah. Skullduggery is now on there. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so mine is hands down. I, like, I love, I didn't read Six of Crows for the first time this year mm-hmm. anyway. Shadow and Bone didn't quite make it in there. Mm-hmm. I prefer Six of Crows and I read yeah. that in 2019. So, for me, because I finished Skullduggery in 2021, yeah. it counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Skullduggery, hands yeah. down. Like, because then I went and obsessively read well, listened you've to all of them. It. Like, even though you didn't start it this year, you've listened to all or read all of them this year pretty much, haven't you? Yeah. So I listened You're just in a different order. Yeah. Year. I listened mm. to the first nine and then I, I'd finished reading them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So Yeah. There's a lot. I mean there's fifteen books, so there's a lot to go through, but they've now become my comfort audio. Yeah. Because <laughs> the audiobooks are quite they're well narrated, I felt. Although they do change the narrator later. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, that sounds. No, I don't like. I like the Robert Agas ones. Mm, he stops being narrator fun. towards the end. And they changed Godarby's voice at one point. Don't like that. I'm gonna petition this. Yeah. <laughs> Years later. Because <laughs> the, the, I think the first three, oh, they he gets the way I picture Godarby's voice, like quite on, like that smooth, velvety voice that mm. he's supposed to have. I think the narrator does quite a good job yeah. in the audio books. Well, I like all their voices in the current, what I'm currently on. Yeah, I think you're on the Ro- yeah. Robert Agus one yeah. still. So, favourite romance. Was it just favourite romance in a book? Or favourite romance? Uh, anyway. I've, yeah, I've picked like particular romances, not a romance book. Mm-hmm. So, I struggled with this one because I don't mm. tend to read anything that really... And... Uh, when they're in other books I just kind of discount it a little bit well, like, so Crows has lots of love stories yeah I mean yeah that's true that's what I was thinking more like romances mm. within these like aren't that maybe aren't the whole plot ah okay I didn't figure that I was like romance mm. book and I was like I don't really read romance but I recently did actually read a romance book so yeah. I thought I'd mention that because okay. I really love it was one so I did in November I did the take over your TBR thing on TikTok which yeah. is like a thing where you just read like as many indie authors as you can read anyway and I decided to try a audiobook called Hearts Reclaimed. Yeah. And it, it's actually a romance. Yeah. It's a contemporary romance, which are two things I do not read. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really bloody good. So it's about a second chance romance. So they're both in their 30s. Oh, okay. Which I loved. Mm-hmm. One of them just had a many, like Yeah. That. One of them's just had a shitty breakup. One of them is a widow. He lost his wife and his child. Oof. And it's about them, like, I mean, it's a romance. They end up together. It's not spoilers. Mm-hmm. And it's about how they, like, go into this kind of relationship where they're just kind of, like, they sleep together, but they both agree it's not going to be much more because she's still trying to deal with her breakup. Mm. He, is this the first time he's opened his, I was going to say heart, but they don't go in with hearts. In, but it's the first time he's opened his pants to anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time he's been interested Intimacy. in someone. Yeah. Yeah. And what I loved about it is, firstly, their ages and the fact that it's like a second job. Yeah. And also, because of their ages, I guess, I don't know, they're really just open and upfront from the very beginning. Mm. They explain what they want from it. They discuss how um, they've had, like, they go and get 
uh, tested for STIs before they yep. give up condoms. Yep. They're very open with each other about what they like and what they want to try, and there's lots of consent. Well, and I just loved it. That is what relationships start to be like once you get older as well. You've all yeah. got baggage. Like, I don't want to read about... <laughs> You know, I mean, I've read a lot of books this year about, like, yeah, the other side, but... Yeah, like, young, fiery romance where, like, everyone's very experienced. In- yeah. Inexperienced, sorry. So it was really, really yeah. good. It's by um, Isla Asher, and it's the Arda Creek series. So I think the mm. every book in the series is about a different couple in Arda Creek. Okay. Um, and also, it would have to be Matthias and Nina. <laughs> yeah, and, I thought um, so. Inertia and Kaz. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it because we've gone in so much depth um, I think previously. We, we, and you're yeah, probably about it. to mention it. I don't know. But no. Yeah. So I, because I didn't read Six of Crows this year. Oh, I listened yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. So I just thought, and I figured you'd probably include it mm. if you had understood what I meant by yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I quite liked Matteo and Rufus in They Both Die at the End. Oh, I've not read that. So. I didn't know they were like a romance. Yeah, I oh. think. Oh, I don't think it's cool. a spoiler because no, no, no. it is well known for an LGBTQ it, so. like romance. Yeah, so book. I assumed at least one of them was in the LGBTQIA plus yeah. spectrum. Yeah, no, so Matteo is just, he's gay. Yeah. And then Rufus is bi. Mm. Oh, like, I love a bit of bi rep. Yeah, and they're, one of them is Latina, I believe, and one of them is African-American. Even better. No, so no wonder this book is like... Yeah, that's why it strikes a chord with a lot of people. Because, because it's actually showing people. Yeah. And, like, Rufus is quite open about it with his friends and, like, because mm. he's in that group home. And they're all kind of... It's a how they came to accept. He's got like, two guy mates he shares a room with. There's obviously not a sp- lot of space in foster care. So And it's all about... They kind of make lad jokes about it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I need to pick this book up. Then. Yeah, it is a really good book. I mean, I wanted to pick it up when you discussed it. But yeah. now I'm, like, even more on board. I love anything but, with, like, queer characters. But that's what makes the ending so sad. Because how they kind of... Like, they're na- neither of them are very sure of the other one's orientation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, them trying to suss each other out. Oh, and then okay. at the point where it tips from, like, more than friendship, they're both, like... And they only spend, what, a day together? It's literally 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Not even that. I think they don't meet up until, like, 3, 4 a.m. That makes me think of... Um, the Sun is also a star. I don't know if you've read that. I've heard of it and read it. I think it's that one. I read a few of them. But they're, like, it, it's all on one day a couple mm. fall in love over the course of one day well yeah, that's what makes it quite sad is because they, they come to this realisation like oh my god I've found my person mm. and then the ending is <laughs> in the title yeah <laughs> so like the sun is also a star they meet each other mm. and as a male and female and she's actually getting deported at the end of that day oh wow yeah okay it's like they fall in love and then she gets yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they're my of books I've oh, read this year. They've got me my favourite romance. Yeah. I've like to be fair, I've quite liked in the books you've borrowed from me, the From Blood and Ash series. Yeah. I like Poppy and Thingy in it. Yeah. I guess I've I've made it spoiler free there by not including the name because I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Poppy and Thingy. But if you're talking about like what I would consider a healthy romance yeah, to say that I, yeah, I stan, yeah. it's these guys. Yeah. Whereas those two are a bit like there's too many toxicy things creeping in there. Um, it needs to be like, I love them. Cemetery Boys. That has a good romance. I know. It. It's a bit weird, but it's a good romance because I don't know if it's a spoiler. I don't think it is. 
Because one of them's a ghost. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit complicated. I was trying to quickly find who the author is, but yeah. I can't remember. Oh, there it is. Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because one of them's a bruja. Bruja. Yep. And the other one's a ghost. <laughs> I like that. So that's my favourite book couple, I guess. Mm. But I think if I'd have read Six of Crows this year... That's, Hands yeah. down, it would be either Kazan and Ej or um, Nina and Matthias. They are just... <laughs> they're my favourite couple. I just love them as a couple. And I love them individually. And mm. if you give any hate to Matthias, get the hell off my podcast. <laughs> he grows. We are not so people. grows as a person. <laughs> we have no hate here for him. Um, okay, so my next one is favourite spooky... Spooky, spooky, go for it. But I don't read spooky. I was going to say, yeah, well, do you have anything for this? So I, I <laughs> in my notebook, I've written not applicable, question mark, or vibes equals style of C. Not really spooky this was vibes. your 3am <laughs> writing. <yeah. laughs> oh, so I don't know if I told you I was doing this. This is an absolute tangent, but it's okay. to do style of C. All right. I'm doing this book round robin from some people I met on TikTok. So okay. we're all sending each other a book we love and then it goes to the next person so I won't get back till September and eight people will have annotated it read it and annotated it and they sent it to the next person to give so I've sent Starless Sea oh that'd be a good one so I'm really looking forward to getting that back of everyone's thoughts in it yeah but I'm just going like what the fuck is happening yeah (laughs) it's a book within a book within a book (laughs) but Starless Sea does have like kind of spooky vibes because obviously it's got a little bit that like dark academia vibe like secret society that was the only one I thought Mm. could like maybe count as spooky vibes because like nothing else is spooky (laughs) so I had two uh, Rules for Vanishing and Mexican Gothic I'm not going to discuss them because I've done it in great depth when we did the Halloween double off yeah but I, to be honest, I put that category in as a token for you. Because yes. <laughs> in October, I actually read a load of spooky books. As yeah. Well, well, you just generally for like the genre as well. Yeah, and I like, I've started watching loads of horror films again because I've not really been watching films recently, so I started watching them. Nice. My best life. And then I added on. Do you have a disappointing read? Yes. I don't. I don't think this would be controversial. Lost Book of the White. Cassandra Clare. Boo! Here's no, I don't know. <laughs> um, you can kind of see it's at the bottom of that shelf up there. I'm just anyway. checking out the bookshelf. Um, oh, yeah, I see. I see. So it's the second book in the Eldest Curses series. She's got so many series. Yeah. Um, which it kind of follows Magnus's and like his side of the story, basically. And then it goes on after the timeline of the Mortal Instruments books into the future. Mm. But Lost Book of the White. I was really disappointed with because it felt very like all the characters have like core traits Mm -hmm. and instead of like the usual kind of depth I feel it normally has it was like these traits were getting trotted out so like they'd be in a scene and they'd be like Jay said this doing this typical trait Mm. and then Izzy does this typical trait in response and that was like how the scenes were like it was very meh and we were literally just talking about how she's one of those authors that if something's not working she'll just put a break on it yeah, well, I think so this, that's disappointing. this is what came out when she took a break for, I think it was either Chain of Gold or Chain of Iron, she mm. took a break, and she was like, this is going to come out later than I originally said, because I'm serious writer's mm. block, yeah. I'm going to concentrate on something else. And then you didn't even like what came out. I think it was this, I don't know, I just felt it was really 
It felt it just didn't have the I magic. Mean, not that you didn't like it, it just didn't live up to what you wanted. It was disappointing. It doesn't. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have the the magic that it usually. Even Chain of Iron, I didn't feel as. I didn't feel the magic mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't know if that's me just growing older. Oh, perhaps. Or I've consumed a lot of different types of YA books this year. A different fantasy YA. Yeah. And perhaps I don't know. just the style of what you're liking is different. Or... I think it either what I prefer is changing mm. or there's something going on with the author. <laughs> that's why I'm curious about finally rereading The Edge Chronicles. Because mm. I... I'm not saying that it's my favourite because I read it when I was 14 and it's been my favourite. It has, yeah. but I have reread it since. Yeah. But I think I haven't reread it for about four years, so I'm very excited to yeah. see. Yeah. And now you're an adult adult. <laughs> yeah, and like because a lot of it is about fam- family, I'm wondering now I'm an emotional mum. Yeah. If I'm going to be even more emotional. Yeah. Probs. Probably will. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I don't allow myself emotion with anything else except when I'm watching like, films or reading books. Yeah. In my life, I'm just like trying to be a bit of a robot because I'm too stressed to have emotions. You don't have time Beyond for emotions. Beyond stress, yeah, I just don't have. I haven't got time for that. They're shit. very inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> like I allow myself, like I don't know, a cry in a bath or a cry in bed maybe once a month, yeah. and then I'm like, right, get on with it. Oh, that's another. <laughs> you thing. know, healthy, healthy things. That's another thing TikTok came at me for. Well, having a cry in bed. Being able to delay delay like a emotional reaction. Oh, I can do that. Like yeah. pause a feeling, deal with it later. Yeah, I'm like put that in a box till later. No, that's not okay. That's where that's I normal. have a lot of my trauma from. <laughs> yeah, TikTok came at me because it was it was literally just like mm. I don't know where it came. I don't know what I've interacted with. Then I got a slew of videos about this, and I was like, all right. So yeah, like yeah. I basically, if mm. I don't want to deal with the feeling, I just like pause it. Well, Come back to it later when I've got time. I've got stuff <laughs> that I've had on pause since I was about 10. Yeah. And now I can feel that box is really starting to push itself open. Yeah, it's like, it's nah, nah, mate, nah, nah, nah. I'm done You can't right just now. keep putting things in yeah. here and shut, just shutting the lid. So that's where the, um, <laughs> yeah, the therapy needs to come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, if I do, if I, things with like roles at work do change and I do end up on a higher wage, I think I will. Go yeah, for I some, need to find some someone yeah. therapy fun, um, just because you know TikTok's taking me every on. single TikTok's done the groundwork. Like every single person should have therapy. It yeah. should just be as normal as brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be considered negative. It shouldn't be considered a luxury. Unfortunately, it is because it does cost. But it should be something that everyone prioritizes a little bit more. Well, someone said to me they because uh, I was like I just I I quite I think it'd be good like. You know, like when you go to the doctor for a checkup, I yes, feel like that's that'd be equivalent. Be. That's why I think it's like the dentist. But <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't go to the doctors for checkups. But I go <laughs> to the dentist, <laughs> and the dentist you have to pay for. That's yeah. why I put in with dentists. But like I was saying, like oh, someone was like, "Well, you can self-refer and all that kind of stuff." I was like, "Ah, oh, with the um, NHS, I'm I not self-referred taking... in January." But I'm not. I'm not going to take the space of someone like there's that service is so over-demanded. Yeah, I'm going to wait till I can pay for it because I am not <clears throat> someone who is desperate. Yeah, so I self-referred or, in January when I did a big upping of my antidepressants. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, I would Ooh, say no, I was very definitely in that, that des- space. Now, yeah. I would say I do need it, but I wouldn't say I'm desperate. Yeah, well, like that thing of, because if it's weird, like I have a big break in the again. UK <laughs> with the NHS, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking that space from someone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. With the way the waiting agree. times are. Yeah, so I'm going like, to wait till I can afford to do it privately, I think. Yeah. But I'd, I'd love to do it. Yeah, I definitely need to. Yeah. So my disappointing read of the <laughs> year 
was a ritual by Adam Neville. Yeah. So there's there's a horror film called The Ritual, yeah. which is based on this book, and I really enjoy the film. And this year I was like, I'm going to read the book, and wish it hadn't. The first half, fantastic, it matched the film, and then the second half, and I think I would have disliked the second half even if I hadn't seen the film. The second half just like devolved into this really kind of, there's no other way to describe it, but kind of fat phobic oh, way. No. And I don't know why. Yeah. And it took away the horror of it. So the ritual is about this group of men, um, group of friends from England, and they go backpacking in Sweden or Nor Norway, I think it is. A cold place. Scandinavian. <laughs> I think it's Norway. And they go off the trail into this woods, and it's got like very old gods there okay like evil presence kind of thing and in the film it's really really well done in the book for some reason i can understand why they changed it for the film the they take they almost take away the horror of the old gods and they like put it on humans and they because they come mm. across humans who are like devil worshippers you know they like satanic metal so they're devil oh, worshippers okay. and it's two guys and a girl and the girl is constantly described how fat she is and it's just like oh, and like even she's naked all the time for, for some reason because she's a devil worshipper and so it's it's even talks about like how fat her vagina is and all this oh, and i was God. just like oh this author must hate women as well mm. and i just hate it but the film is really good it doesn't have any of that Maybe they had like a female. Was it a female author who wrote the script? I don't know. I think it was just someone or with some common sense. Someone with it was <laughs> some like, morals. People want scary, not you hating on a fat woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a shame. I really enjoyed the film. Still, definitely recommend the film. Um, and then, any new authors this year that are now favourites? Uh, Derek Landy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Derek Landy, Lee Bardugo. Yeah. Both new to me this year. And indie authors, because obviously I tend to read a lot of indie, yeah. Stephanie Rose and A.K. Mulford. Nice. Both of whom yeah, you they... will read, hopefully soon. You've got A.K. Mulford there. I'm yeah. going to get you a Stephanie I Rose think, um, <laughs> So I've got The Maid is next on my mm. list to read. No, I yeah, I saw that on your bed. Um, yeah. And I think the ones you requested that I read. Hi, you know when Hawk. I You know when I made my next 10 to read, and I was like, what do you want me to read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly sure it's coming up soon. So, High Man in Court, I put on there. I put on the. It was the Song of Achilles, wasn't it? They were the two I picked, weren't they? Mm -hmm. um, because I've read Song of Achilles already. Oh, it was it was a book that I want. To Night read. Circus. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. High Mountain Court and Night Circus were your requests. Yes. So, and how far down are they on your list? So I've. Literally, after I finished The Maid, they're next. Ah. Although I did start um, Language of Thorns as well. Ah. But it that's just like... A short story, isn't it? So. No, it's, it is <clears throat> the um, legends behind all the saints. It's the actual the stories of the saints, which I didn't realise. Um, but I, read, I listened to that this year, and I thought it was just short stories. I don't, I'm not that far into it, but the first one has literally just been the story of one of the saints, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and then I think it's got the little knife and that lot in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I do... I've technically got two books on the go at the moment, but I haven't Look started... Look at you! Who I even actually, are you? I haven't actually started the major. Yeah, uh, I've got so many on the go. That's yeah, I, sure. I took that 
to work and then I was reading it at work and oh, like, I just cool. wasn't vibing. Mm. So then I was going to read something else. And then life did a thing. Yeah, life did a thing. And then I also have one more. Mm-hmm. Like, basically I wrote down like, what book do I think had all my favourite tropes in it? Oh, go on. And for tropes, toxic, toxic or not, from Blood and Ash. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had all of my favourite crap in it. Oh. However, <laughs> trashy or not, you can consider it to be. Oh, put me on the spot now. Mm. Okay, it doesn't have my favourite tropes in it. It has all the tropes that I list that I don't like. But in such a way that I love them, if okay. that makes sense. Well, <laughs> so it's yeah. actually tropes I hate, but I loved them in this book. And it was High Mountain Court. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's why you were like, so, you're so definitely going to like this. Because yeah. it's got all the shit I like. Oh, yeah, because we've got like, <laughs> very different um, tropes. It was really, really fun. And it had a lot of tropes in it that I liked. Coming soon. Yeah. Uh, I think You'll hear about it in January. <laughs> um, and also just like a, just a random honourable mention. that It's a book that I shouldn't like, but I do. Mm-hmm. The second in the Avatar. I can't remember which the second <laughs> one is, but I don't know. I just really loved it. Is that the one we were like Akamath? Yeah, and the reason Akamath and High Mountain Court have a lot of similarities, okay. so they kind of work together in cool. tropes I don't usually like, but I loved in those books. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tropes are good if they're written well. <laughs> yeah. So next yeah. week we're going to be coming at you with something slightly different. We yep. hope you enjoy it. The celebration of the 20th episode and our last one of the year and the last one of the year as yeah. well and we, you will hear our editor yeah he's going to be involved yeah our editor's going to be on air with us that's exciting so yeah yeah see you guys next but well, you'll see us next week <laughs> and have a merry christmas or what whatever you have a good festive period or just a nice little holiday break if you yeah, don't celebrate you any religious holidays around this time of year yeah okay bye <laughs> for listening check out the link tree in our instagram bio for our blogs tiktoks and our own instagrams